Hi. Hi, Zim. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to Advantage Podcast. Um, today, we have Matt Alexander. Um, tell us a little bit of what college you went to, uh, where it was, where you played in the lineup, some personal achievements, and uh, what you're doing now um, after post-college. Yeah, for sure. So I went to a Division two school in West Virginia called Davis and Elkins College my freshman year. Um, I played uh, four in the singles lineup there, and then I think it was two or three doubles there. And then the coach there actually got a job in Florida at, at a school called Weber International University. Um, and then me and three other players went with him to that school there. And okay, yeah. played, played from there for three years. And yeah, pretty much the same story as Davis and Elkins, where I was about four in the lineup for singles and then two or three dubs. Um, and then in terms of achievements throughout the years, I'd say um, I made some finals of some invitational tournaments, singles and dubs. And then but I think the probably the best one was making the conference semifinals my junior year. Um, we had a really good team that year. Um, yeah, great bunch of guys. We, we, we had a really good year. We won a lot of matches. And um, yeah, we had a really good ride. It was good because we the program um, wasn't very good for a couple of years. And then when um, mm-hmm. the the coach came in um, from DNE with me and some some other guys, and then brought in some more guys as well. Then the culture kind of changed as well, so that was really good. And um, yeah, we had a good run. Um, okay, yeah, then, then I graduated from Weber in 2020 in the summer and then I was the the volunteer assistant at Stetson University for their men's tennis team um really great school really great team there um loved it um and then uh, I was only there for one year and then I got the position at St. Leo where, where I'm at now where I'm the the graduate assistant for that for their men's tennis team and it's um then yeah it's been, it's been awesome so far I'm in, I'm in my second semester we're having a, a pretty good season so far we've had some good matches and um yeah, the team's a uh, team's a great bunch. Um, it's a it's a fun gig for sure. So it's a it's been going well. I'm I'm enjoying the ride so far. Okay, nice, nice. Did you have any um, preferences when you headed out to the states, like a particular area, or what the uni was looking for in terms of maybe a good business school or maybe science, more science based? Yeah. So my I I think the things I was really considering were the uh, one like the relationship I kind of kind of felt with the coach like if I felt like um, this was going to be a good fit for me for the next four years because I was thinking really long term here like um, I was thinking I'm going to be here for four years so I want to make sure that um, I'm going to fit in well with the team with the coach um, yeah. also with like academics making sure they had the like kind of the right program for me um, I wanted to do sport business okay. when I went out originally. Um, and then yeah, the DNE had a great program for that as well. They had a great exercise science department. Um, and then obviously, I I wanted to go somewhere warm. Um, which, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, I mean pretty typical for a guy from England to say they want to go somewhere warm uh, for college <laughs> in the states. Everyone wants to go to California or Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, the I, I got along with uh, Otis really well at DNE. He was a um, I, um, he showed a lot of interest in me like kind of felt like a really good relationship with him from the start and then yeah we had a we had a really good uh, four years together so that, i think that was that worked out really well okay nice 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 um so um do you did you you didn't change major at all or like degree at all during your time um at either one of these universities 
So this is actually a funny story. I actually did change my degree twice. Um, So (laughs) when I changed universities, I was thinking a little bit more towards the fact that I should maybe change my degree in case I got injured. And I thought I kind of wanted to pursue a career um, outside of sport, so it wouldn't make me miss playing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I kind of went the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And and I was a I was a finance major for for about a semester. it, it was a short lived venture, I'll be honest. Um, yeah. I, I, turns out I'm, I'm not the, uh, the Excel type or the, okay. the, the number crunching type, unfortunately. But, um, but no, it's fine. And then I was thinking last semester, I should, I should really focus on the classes that I'm enjoying the most, and that was marketing. And then one of the courses available at Weber was um, Integrated Marketing and Communications, which um, I really enjoyed because I, I felt like the marketing classes, they were, they were a great way to be creative. And then like, you're, you're finding like new ways to innovate all the time, which was a lot of fun. Um, they had a lot of good classes there for that. So um, that worked out really well. Um, then, yeah, I graduated with um, a degree in integrated marketing communications. Oh, wow. uh, um, yeah, and then now my degree is um, sport business, actually, because I worked for a year, well, when I was working at Stetson, I worked for a year at the uh, an academy in Daytona Beach as well. And okay. I kind of realized, like, this is what I want to do, like, long-term in terms of... Um, as a career, tennis coaching is like it's always been a, um, a a real great joy for me being on court and then really just enjoying the sport from another avenue besides playing. Um, yeah. And yeah. then I mean, I and then whether it's working with promotional uh, marketing or whether it's through on court coaching or another avenue like that, I definitely think like that's why I want to do long term. So that's why I'm back in the um, the sport business avenue now. Okay. Super. Super. Um, did you have to overcome any like mental hurdles like on and off court during your like playing career at college or even as a coach since you've become a coach or graduate assistant? Yeah, so I think I think everyone kind of goes through different stages as a player as they're, as they're growing up. And I think my, my sophomore year was pretty evident in that where I, I think I put too much pressure on myself to get certain results or... Um, be in certain positions on the team and mm-hmm. to be honest it, it just uh, it just ended up stressing me way yeah. too much because I was doing well what I thought I was doing everything right in theory in order for me to win so I was doing practicing like way more than um, the rest of my teammates I wasn't drinking I wasn't partying I wasn't doing anything like that I was doing everything mm-hmm. in theory which you know you should win but I mean sometimes as you know yeah. in sport it, it doesn't always work like that sometimes you're just not there and then I, I ended up losing a few matches in a row and it's, it's kind of one of those things where you're you just find yourself you're not enjoying it as much mm-hmm. anymore and, you, and, you, and even though you love the sport so much you're kind of playing with that fear like um like I have to win I have to win yeah um, it wasn't until I think I had I can't remember who we played but it was one of those matches where I just remember winning the last point uh, it was just like the, the most relief off my shoulders and it, and it was the most incredible feeling. Um, mm. Mm. And then I, but I think a big part of that kind of came from really just getting a, well, starting to appreciate a lot more things around me in terms of um, the people around me, the opportunities, like it, it's, it's kind of crazy um, to think like I'm, well, I was 20 years old and I was playing tennis <laughs> on, on a tennis scholarship. But I, I, I uh, a university in Florida, it's, it's it's not like not everybody gets to do that. And then, no. I mean, I've, I've been very fortunate in my life in terms of 
the people I've had around me in terms of family and friends, mm-hmm. the opportunities that I've had. And I think just like, um, that's kind of my more so philosophy and outlook for life now is to really appreciate the the little things a lot more. And yeah. So, so it's, it's a real like greater sense of enjoyment, in my opinion, um, for like just everything you do in life. And I think kind of since I kind of like, um, mindset kind of change um mm-hmm. it, it, it's been awesome to be honest really and i think that's really helped me yeah i'd say mature as well in a lot of ways off the court as well um mm-hmm. i mean i mean obviously as you get older you're going to go through a lot a lot of other things in life and i think just general life experience and then i think just um growing from each experience in the best way possible and appreciating kind of the lessons that you have around you is is um it's kind of the best thing you can do so i think yeah. that really helped me as a player and then as a coach, I think it's kind of it's kind of funny. I realize it more and more now as a coach that I, I definitely get more stressed as a coach yeah. than I yeah. did as a player um, when I'm watching matches. Um, I don't know if it's because um, I kind of understand the scope of the season a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. whether it's you kind of realize um, like these matches are like really important. You have to win here in order to get there. And it's kind of like, and it's, it's kind of like if you see like one of the guys get, frustrated or so whether it's in practice or it's in a match and you're just like you're you know you know how it goes i mean it could be 20, yeah. like 20 amazing shots and then there's one where it's like where they've, where they've just made a tiny mistake and then like that's the one that like kind of like they're not happy about when it's like really it's more a sense of like appreciating like oh i recognize you just hit like 20 amazing shots cross court like don't focus on the one that you've done badly just like yeah. recognize that um but no i think it, I mean, it's kind of a, a weird situation. Well, not, I wouldn't say weird, um, but I mean, with me being a very similar age to mm-hmm. some of the players on my team, yeah, I think that's when it's important to really be honest about your intentions and then really like really dive into what you want to do. And I think that's really helped me in my position is just being like um, as passionate as I am about my job and I, um, doing my best for the team. Um, I, I think that that's, that's definitely a great position for me. Yeah. Um, they probably but, uh, they probably enabled you to kind of realize that passion as well um, from you. If it's coming from you, that they can like they're they're allowed to fail, but also you have guys like picking you up as well. Um, oh, one hundred percent. I think you also mentioned kind of that pressure you kind of put on yourself when you're in mm. those first couple of years, and sometimes you don't realize that it's not just all about you it's about your team what you can bring to your team as well is what I think you you were saying as well there um and yeah I guess that kind of helps like build the passion and kind of if you try and overdo it like I think you said you did sophomore year you probably like run out of energy and bad uh, like just kind of out of energy which doesn't help your team in the long run and i guess yeah most you've definitely. learned from that yeah most definitely I, I think what um what some people don't realize is really how long a, a college season can be because i mean in theory it is let's say um february to mid-may but then you're playing so many matches in, in the space of those weeks and it's, mm-hmm. it's, kind of, it's a lot and especially when you've got, let's say, little things like injuries creeping up, it can be it can be quite tough sometimes. Um, yeah. But and like the the team culture and um, kind of the, the atmosphere you have around your team is so important, I think, because that's what's really going to drive the guys when 
they're tired they might be having a, a bad day that's when like the relationships that the guys have with each other or with us coaches is, is really important that we're that we're consistent with that and that like everyone has their back and then we know that we're going to do it together we're not lose yeah. that we're um that we can do it yeah so, you're as one you're as one yeah yeah, 100%. Um, what what is a normal day as a graduate assistant like? Um, is it quite relaxed? Is it quite intense for periods of the day? Um, so so yeah, I mean, so my my day kind of starts around like nine o'clock in the office. Um, <laughs> it kind of depends on the day, but we'll we have like um, the head coach have meetings with the um, athletics department. Um, that's usually like once every. Uh, a week or two weeks um and, and re- it could be um whether it's a recruiting task i'll be i'll be on in the morning whether it's like I'm, I'm talking to certain recruits um organizing things for trips for whether it's an away trip we have in the next week um, um planning practices my, my main role with um, the team here at st leo is um running and organizing practices the conditioning side um okay. the city conditioning sorry um mm-hmm. And also some of the other tasks like um, equipment and also, um, like I said, we're um, helping with the recruiting as well. Um, okay. So yeah, like nine to, I'd say about, um, let's say about two o'clock, I'm in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, that's when we have the the on-court training for about two hours. And then mm-hmm. we'll kind of depending on the day, that's when we'll have the conditioning as well after. Um, it kind of depends like when the, the practice time is. I mean, this semester and last semester, we've had practice in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, like say, if we would have practice in the morning, then it would just be um, do some hours um, in the office after that. But it's, uh, but yeah, no, it's a it's a fun job. To be fair, I mean, it's a busy job. <laughs> don't get me wrong, yeah. and, I, and I don't and I don't do um, nowhere near as much as the the head coach does. He does a terrific job um, with everything. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> it's a busy gig as well. Um, yeah. Some days I, uh, there's only one day that I have class. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an evening class, um, which is from like four twenty to seven twenty. So that's when mm-hmm. I leave practice a little bit earlier to go to class. Um, but then I have an online class as well, which is just um, doing the assignments in the the evening sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so I take two classes a semester um, for the spring and for the fall. Okay. Um, so the workload isn't too bad. I'd say it's quite similar to undergrad. It's just yeah. a little bit more. Um, I, well, I'd say the difficulty isn't overly more than undergrad, but I'd just say the workload is maybe a little bit longer. Um, okay. But it's it's definitely a bit more interesting because it's more more focused. Um, yeah, definitely, which is great. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's just finding that balance between a uh, work and school. But it's uh, you know the, the the same old battle that I think um, <laughs> every every person that's played sport has had for their life. But it's uh, it's all good. It's okay. Yeah. What's a uh, what's a uh conditioning session on court like for the guys at St. Leo then um so it kind of depends on the the time of the year that we're in so in the fall we were focusing more towards um building the anaerobic um uh what's the word tolerance mm-hmm. so really doing a lot more like short sprints and really just getting them fitter um ready for the for the invitation tournaments and then kind of the long-term goal of the spring um so like having like different different progressional sprints whether it's the you're affecting the rest time, the time at work, um, and how many reps you're doing as well. Whereas okay. now we're more in season, it's more about maintaining that level and also mm. doing a little bit more um, on-court stuff, whether it's the directional change, uh, your agility stuff, and yeah. really focusing on 
um, injury prevention, so your prehab, and then also your rehab. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we were still doing that in the fall, but I mean, it was more so a sense of um, getting the guys fit just so like they're, they're able to last those longer matches in the tournaments when you're playing, let's yeah. say, two singles and then one or two doubles a day, you know, and and the heat in Florida, it's a, it's a tough battle. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I bet it is. Um, uh, but yeah. Um, so before a match, like, do you guys have a pre-huddle sort of thing that... Um, I, I know usually the teams have a pre-match huddle by mm-hmm. themselves, but do you, how do you get your team fired up as a coach? So, so, um, so on a match day, we usually have the guys arrive around an hour and fifteen minutes before the before the first serve. Um, so that's when the guys like they get all their equipment sorted for the day, whether it's their rackets, mm-hmm. um, and clothes, whatever they what, what they need to sort out, and then we'll, we'll have music playing as well. We'll have the speakers on, um, just so you know, start again as they're ready to compete, and then they'll start warming up. Um, and then they're usually warming up for about, let's say, 45, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then they're usually good to go. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll speak to them as a team. We'll have a team huddle. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, we usually talk through um, the kind of team that we're playing and, like, feed off from what, what we've been doing in the last few matches, which has been quite good. And then, yeah, we do, like, the, the breakdown. So, we'll say, like, uh, one, two, three lines. And then the team will do their their chant with the boys. Um, and it's uh, it's probably one of the, the best chants that I've been a part of, for sure. Um, it, I, I take a video of it, I think, every time we have a match, just because even though, like, even just from watching it, I get goosebumps from it. It's it's, it's awesome. It fires you up, even as a coach. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fun one, for sure. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, the guys, they do a great job of it. They... They know the expectations and they know um, the goals that we, that we want to achieve um, as a team. So that's always in their mind. And I think they do a really great job of um, stepping up when, when the time comes. And it's, uh, it's becoming more and more um, evident for sure in every, each match that we're playing that they're, they're fighting, they're grinding and they're, they're, they're competing and just a little bit more each match, which is, well, at this point in the season, that's what we really want. Yeah. Um, just like growing as a team, whether it's, Winning um, seven nil or four three, mm-hmm. um, a, a win's a win, and yeah. um, the guys are remembering that that no matter what the the score is on the other court, they're going to compete um, yeah. as much as possible, and that yeah, they're going to try their best for the team, which is awesome to see. Yeah, definitely. I I I bet yeah, I was, I bet you were as well, part of that pre match huddle, and you kind of just get goosebumps every time you see it as well. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I. That sounds like, do you guys also set goals and stuff? Like, do you do personal goals maybe in the full term and then uh, team goals beginning of the, like, spring season? Um, what, how, how do you guys set out those goals so that they all know what they're competing for and what they're wanting to strive to? So, yeah, we have team meetings um, at the start of each semester where we'll basically sit down and say, where do we want to be in May? What like do we want to? Where do we want to finish in like conference or where do we want to finish in nationals? Um, mm-hmm. And then the team's been um, a top five team for the last four years, really. And uh, the the goal is to win the national championship at the end of the year. And really, I think having that team meeting at the start of the year really helps kind of solidify that goal in mind. And then also, in terms of an individual basis, we have the individual meetings throughout the semester where we'll have. Um, 
where we'll have like uh i'm trying to think of the word uh developmental plans for yeah. each player whether it's um so for on-court goals like where they want to be mm-hmm. um their, their team goal as well then like their, their academic goals and also like where they are how they want to grow as a as a person um throughout mm-hmm. the year as well um mm-hmm. and i think they do a very good job of that in terms of um it's their smart goals that's what i'm, I'm going to say yeah yeah they're smart goals and um yeah they do a great job and then we have meetings with them throughout the semester so like during the the middle um just so we can see how they're getting on mm-hmm. and like, we can kind of like share our thoughts on it as well so if we need to maybe change some things around um and then like give someone a little bit more help in a certain area um but um but no it's been it, they've done a really good job of it so far and then also whether it's um, a team practice or an individual practice with um, myself or they're hitting by themselves, I think they do a very good job of keeping that in mind and then really just having a, a goal-orientated practice. So, like, really focusing on the things that they need to focus on during practice and not just hitting the hit. They're hitting to achieve a goal and they're hitting with purpose, which is yeah. really good. Yeah, okay. Wow. Um, so, do you now have a greater appreciation for the coach's role in a team and what their workload is like. Um, oh, what one hundred percent? Yes, <laughs> I think as a player, I I think I knew maybe ten percent of what a what what a head coach does. And I think mm-hmm. since I've since I've become an assistant, it's kind of grown to about. I I think I know I think fifty or sixty percent of what the head coach does, yeah. and there's still um, areas which I I'm sure, uh, which are which I know that head coaches do a lot more. But they they do they do a, they do a really terrific job um, in terms of managing everything and mm-hmm. like really looking after a team and yeah I mean my job is to help the head coach as much as possible and to also um, have the best effect on the team as I can yeah um, yeah no I think in terms of appreciating um, the job position but also appreciating the the team journey as well yeah. I think is uh, is quite is quite evident as well because I mean. I mean, you know yourself, like, you know how fast the season can go. Yeah, um, you know very how, yeah and, and then you know how, like, those moments where they feel special at the time, it's just like, that's when you, it's important to recognize those moments and really, really make the most of them as well. Because I, I think a big part of being, being a coach is um, making the experience the best possible for the player, whether it's mm-hmm. doing... 20 minutes after like basket feeding for a guy like or meeting them for a coffee on your on your morning off just really go in the distance sometimes just to make sure that the the players are having the best experience as yeah. it, it's going to fly by for them and then the memories that they have um in college are going to stay with them for a long time so yeah, really putting the effort in and then the relationships that you build with the players um they're really something like quite special to be a part of i think so it's yeah. uh, it's pretty great so Moving on, um, what, in your opinion, creates the best teams? Um, is it culture plus the strive and that purpose that you've been mentioning uh, all the way through this kind of uh, podcast? Um, or is there something else that you could maybe add to all the things you've talked about today? Um, yes, well, I think I think team culture is a, is a terrific... Um... A terrific stand for a leading point um in terms of what creates a great team i think you have to i think you have to create a uh, a vision or a goal that everyone can really buy into in an atmosphere mm-hmm. i think that's really gonna depend on um having the have, just having genuine relationships with everyone on the team whether it's with 
teammate to teammate, teammate to coach, coach to teammate. Um, I think I think that's a really important part because, um, like I said, it, it can be a long it can be a long season, and you want to make sure that you have um, your guys kind of in the right mindset all the way through that. Um, that these are the that this is the team that's gonna that I'm gonna be with, and this is the team that's gonna have my back the entire way. Um, and yeah, then you want to make sure that you're enjoying the ride as well. So I think team culture definitely, and then I think also it's good to have goals, but I think you have to have um, goals that suit your team quite well. Um, yeah. So yeah. goals that your team can all buy into. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's really important. Um, but yeah, and no, I think team culture is gonna <laughs> carry your team a long way in terms of whether it's a a, a 6 a.m. practice, whether your guys are tired <laughs> or like that they're, um, they're on the road. Um, those are the memories where just having those relationships on the team are really going to be really important. Um, yeah, that's going to be the driving force, kind of moving forwards. And then, like, once you have that that goal that everyone can buy into and is as passionate about as the person next to them, that's when there's really no limits on what the team can achieve in a way. So it's a it's something special to be a part of. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, thank you so much for all your uh, knowledge and. Um, uh, and your expertise and giving us so much information. Oh, thank you, mate. No, it's been it's been a pleasure. It's